0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Women's History Through Time with Megan and Priya. Now, last episode, we discussed how women were portrayed in modern films. This episode is going to be a little different. We're going to dive into the world of Shakespeare.
1: You mean the really old play guy? Yes, that one. Playwrights often write their plays based on the society around them. Shakespeare's perception of women in his daily life highlighted what they were going through at the time of the plays. Yes, now some background history on Shakespeare. Cricket's Church. In addition, women in acting roles were rare. The first known acting role a woman had was on December 8, 1660. However, in this time, women were inferior to men, were controlled, and were mainly housewives, cooked, cleaned, with no freedom. Here's some background facts to give you more perspective on Shakespeare's time. Common thought was that women had no right to educate or gain the ability to speak publicly.
0: Uh, the, a woman's main role was to raise children as well as take care of her
1: husband and the home. Arranged marriages were very common, especially among the rich. So nobles, kings, queens. Um, Gertrude was probably
0: set up with um, Hamlet's father. It probably wasn't through love. Um, Girls could also marry at the age of 12, so uh, Kate could have been 12, for all we know. We don't really know. There's no age. Um, Women were expected to have a child roughly every year or every other year, depending on their social class. Um, Most women wanted to have a lot of kids to ensure that they had a a son instead of a daughter because it was more socially acceptable to have sons. And they would inherit the... Estate, a, whatever
1: estate, they found. Yeah. Women lost control of their life once they were married. Obviously, because men control everything. Yeah. Like that's a T. <laughs> Divorce. Divorce were never was heard of uh, in these times. So some men got married, what, three, four times, mm-hmm. and they woman just had to deal with it. Also, multiple times they would cheat on the woman, and the yeah. woman, because they were submissive, Yep. And it. abuse. Um, if a uh, man was
0: abusive to his wife, she couldn't leave him unless she like ran away. Um, women were also not allowed to vote, obviously. They had uh, very little political control unless, obviously, she married into power and her husband died and her son was unfit. That way they could gain power. Wow, these mm. beans
1: slapped. Man, they are sure delicious. <laughs> Be sure to get some of your... Priya Beans, at a local store near you. Check them out at Wegmans.
0: Women in Shakespeare's plays had similar roles as well. For example, in the comedy, or actually not so funny play, Taming of the Shrew, as well as the tragedy Hamlet, the roles women had reflected a suppressed, weak voice, which gives us a different
1: perspective in women's history. As you listen to this podcast here are some questions to think about. How do you feel about the role of women in Shakespeare's plays? Why weren't women acting in Shakespeare's plays? Is there any connection between the Bible and Shakespeare's women roles in his plays? Perhaps
0: two of the most obvious portrayals of submissive women roles in Shakespeare's time was
1: in the play Taming of the Shrew and in the play Hamlet. In both plays, we see how women are treated and what this leads to in the end. For Gertrude and Ophelia, death, and Kate having to be something she never wanted to be in the first place. In Taming of the Shrew, Shakespeare uses two characters, Bianca and Kate, polar
0: opposites to illustrate the model of a perfect woman, or rather what women were expected to be.
1: In Hamlet, Shakespeare uses both Gertrude and Ophelia to show how women are dominated or controlled by men. Gertrude, controlled by Claudius, but also her son. For Ophelia, we see her controlled by her father and by her love for Hamlet. Also keeping in mind, marriage or motherhood were only ways to gain power.
0: In Taming of the Shrew, Catherine, or Kate, is described in words today that we would call independent or a strong female role, at least in the beginning of the play. She is bold, fiery, and she knows what she wants, using crude language, which would be considered inappropriate at the time. She is described to have devilish characteristics, which truly reflect that at the time, This strong, independent female role that we consider Kate to be today was not at all what kind of a character she would have been considered in the mid-16th century. If we were using a more religious model, describing her as devilish could have more of a symbolic effect and lead us to believe that religion, in particular Catholicism, has a large role in daily life and the expectations for a woman.
1: Now, the other sister, Bianca, I describe to be sweet, beautiful, and virtuous. It is no coincidence that her name reflects the Western concept of purity as embodied in color. Bianca is a derivative of a Germanic word related to whiteness. Bianca is the polar opposite of what Catherine is, and she has many suitors awaiting marriage. Bianca is considered to be a model of what a woman should have We interrupt this podcast with breaking news. A man wearing a banana costume broke into a 7-Eleven. He went and stole pretzels, salty pretzels, may, may I add, and a whole case of salt. This man was not
0: looking for some potassium. He really needed some sodium. I guess somebody's a little salty after that. If you have any details about this horrible crime that has just occurred, please call your local
1: police station with details. Been like in the early 16th century. Her calm, chaste, pure, amicable, and honest, submissive behavior makes her the ideal spouse material for a man in that time. Bianca's beauty and charm is attributed to her submissive behavior. In the play, it follows Bianca's,
0: and mostly Catherine's, descent into marriage. Catherine, who was once overly confident and independent, wastes away to only a husk of what she once was. Her husband, Percutio, starves her and deprives her of sleep, food, to ensure that she is domestically submissive to him. Her rapid descent into a perfect submissive wife after being abused is a symbol for independent women in that time. Men in Many believed that independent women were likely to tempt men into sin and had to be abused to be put back in their place, as women were
1: inherently morally corrupt. It could also be said that even women who pretend to be independent will eventually submit to being blind followers of their husbands. In the end of the play, Catherine gives a speech which ensures the reader that the once fiery alive woman that was in the beginning of the play is truly now dead and replaced with that of a new submissive wife she never wanted to be. Kate's speech on the woman wives duty to their husband goes as follows. Place your hands below your husband's foot in token of which duty
0: if he please. My hand is ready may it do him ease. Thy husband is thy Lord thy life thy keeper Thy head, thy sovereign, one that cares for thee. Catherine, Act 5, Scene 2. Um, so in this section, we're going to talk about how Taming of the Shrew is technically a comedy. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be funny that the shrew, or Kate, is broken. And I'm, I just want to talk about how badly she must have been abused if yeah. she totally gave up her entire personality, and she ended up giving up that speech that was... At the end. Yeah. And everything. Um, She was. We know she was starved and she couldn't (coughs) sleep. So when I don't eat for like three hours, I'm really (laughs) cranky and it's like bad and I'm really mean. Mm -hmm. So just think about how bad it would have been for her if she didn't eat for a while and she
1: didn't sleep. Yeah. And she must have been not just cranky, but to think like, you know, when you're cranky, you react. Mm -hmm. And if she reacted, that wouldn't have any benefit because he would just, you know, say, well... And he could
0: have beat her, for all we know. Yeah. Like, but who knows? Maybe Shakespeare would have thought that was funny. We love comedies where women are <laughs> abused.
1: Yay. So I, fun. I like the title, Taming of the Shrew. Like, you know, to tame Very somebody, derogative. it's like, you Sounds know, an like an animal. animal.
0: Yeah, that's why I think a shrew is kind of like an animal. It's yeah. like a tiny, like, isn't it like a rodent or something? I think so, too. Yeah, so but he's like, likening taming.
1: a woman yeah. to a shrew. Exactly. And to say tame is just mean they're like... Comparing women to like animals, like you know, a pet or something.
0: Yeah, like you, know? you tame you tame a wild
1: animal. Exactly,
0: you don't tame a woman.
1: Yeah, Kate should have ran away. Be free. that yeah. not bad. She should have ran away when she had the chance. Yeah, if she really had the chance because yeah. you know she was starving. So she, mm-hmm. and especially, like we want her to run away, but like she was hungry and she didn't sleep. So she must have been so low on energy. Mm -hmm. That her body was just, like, in starvation mode, basically. Like, trying to survive. Welcome to comedy by William Shakespeare. Apparently.
0: Keeping it real here. In Hamlet, women
1: weren't independent as we saw through Gertrude and Ophelia. Gertrude was the queen of Denmark, but was weak, submissive, unable to stay strong in arguments, and had a very strong love for her son, and was believed to love Claudius. However, Claudius was very controlling of Gertrude, and finally, in the end, when she finally put her foot down and did not listen to Claudius, it led to her death by poison. (laughs) That's really ironic. For
0: Ophelia, she is Polonius' daughter and Hamlet's love interest. (laughs) She is very obedient and even agrees to stop seeing Hamlet upon request from her father. She even ends up sort of spying on him, as his uncle and her father do an investigation into Hamlet's behavior. In the end, Hamlet renounces his love for her and calls her names when she questions his real love for her and returns his gifts. Ophelia also dies due to her going mad and being depressed, hurting by the death of her
1: father. Frailty, thy name is woman, William Shakespeare. Shakespeare said this with the belief that women are weak and his character do show this for the most part in Hamlet. Even though women
0: give birth, like okay.
1: In Hamlet, the women don't really have a say in what's going
0: on. They're just told what to do and how to act. They are victims of both
1: society and being controlled by the man that they love. This is normal for the 16th century type of woman. However, now that we are in today's age, we see that the perception of women have changed, and we can look at the characters differently. We also have to look at how religion played a huge
0: role in the daily lives of the people, and that the Bible was law. The writings of Apostle Paul, in particular, emphasized men's authority over women, forbidding women from teaching and instructing, and also instructing them to be quiet. We're going to keep it real, part two. We're going to talk about Gertrude and how she took that wine, and she was like, at this specific moment in time, I'm just not going to listen to my husband. Yeah.
1: Because she got tired of it. She was just like, you've been controlling me since uh, Hamlet died. The king and so when she finally put her foot down and said, You know what she drank I'm that done. wine and she died. Do yeah, you think she knew about poison. the wine? Do you I, think she knew it was poison and it was meant for Hamlet? No, I don't think so. But I feel like if Claudius really loved um Gertrude, he would have put more of an effort to stop her. Like he could've smacked the the wine out of her hand and said, No, it's poison Yeet. or something. <laughs> but I feel like he just said, You know what? If she drinks it, she drinks it. So yep. And then his mom died. Yeah. It's crazy. It is crazy,
0: because, like... The one time she didn't listen. That also tells you something. If you don't listen, you're going to get killed. That's kind of, like, a clear message. Look, like, we don't know if that's what Shakespeare was mm-hmm. trying to say, but it
1: definitely but gives us... Another thing, um, Julius Caesar, when his wife said, don't go to the... Yep. Uh, what was it? Where did they go? Uh, town square. To yeah, talk the town about. square, the, the and he said, she said, I had a dream. Don't go. He didn't listen. He just, yep, you know, pushed her, like, uh, wiped her off of her shoulder. What is it called? Uh, Brushed her off. Yeah, yeah there you her go. Off. Brushed yeah. her off, and he ended up dying. So, yep, another thing. If you don't listen, you die. Yep. Welcome to William Shakespeare. Wives, submit
0: yourselves to your own husbands, as you do the Lord. Ephesians chapter 5
1: verse 22 through 33 Many interpreted this to mean that women were to treat their husbands like God essentially making themselves powerless voiceless and submissive to their husband Women were considered to be morally inadequate and therefore had to be spoken for and suppressed A popular book Correll's the or the problem of women arose a new debate which poured over the proper role of women in society. The debate continued for 600 years. So So now the million-dollar question. Was Shakespeare
0: a huge misogynist? Most of his plays do depict weak women roles, but in this particular play it seems more apparent of how he wanted to portray them. In the Facts on File Comparison to Shakespeare by Carly K. Adney, Dr. Adney is a professor from Northern Illinois University and is a Shakespeare and literary expert. She expresses why Shakespeare himself might not have been a misogynist, but merely creating material in which his audience would want. Dr. Adney says, through Shakespeare's participation in this tradition disappoints and unsettles some readers. Others view the play as an example of Shakespeare simply catering to the needs and interests of his audience, who in the patriarchal Elizabethan society were highly entertained by these shrew stories, in which an outspoken and tempestuous woman becomes silenced and broken. Add
1: me the facts on file comparison to Shakespeare. The idea of a shrew was not constructed by Shakespeare himself but had been a popular concept in his time. We've looked at the most obvious portrayal of women in Shakespeare's t- Taming of the Shrew, but now we're going to take a, less, a look at a less obvious hidden portrayal. In the Bible Eve was created from Adam's rib and having eating the forbidden fruit after temptation by a snake was responsible for man's expulsion from paradise. Eve was a symbol for all women, leading to a conclusion that women were, in fact, morally weaker and likely to tempt men into sin.
0: Achoo! Feeling a little under the weather. Sometimes a little vitamin boost is all that you need. Vitamins? What kind of vitamins? Vitamin C. It's very, Uh. it replenishes your immune system and
1: provides you with a new healthy outlook on life. Buy some
0: vitamin C
1: at your local vitamin store. Well, thanks. I'll have to try it out. Yes, you will.
0: Whether or not Shakespeare intended to portray the women in his play as a reflection of his time, we can still see how much the roles of women in domestic situations has changed, as well as the effect on religion on these roles. Catholicism has very little effect on how we
1: perceive women now, and women have much more freedom today. In order for women to gain power in the 16th century, they had to marry into it, as well as bear children. Now, women are able to possess much more opportunities to excel and become powerful. Shakespeare wrote these
0: plays depicting middle-class women as well as peasant and royal women with the struggles they faced in his time. His works were consistent with the time he was in, much like authors
1: now. Shakespeare highlights how Gertrude's power was reliant on the men she married and the children she bore. Her submission gave her power, the men she married gave her safety, and protection, therefore we can conclude that her submission gave her self-preservation. The one moment that she didn't submit, and she ended up dead. That's a pretty powerful
0: message. Um, Likewise, when Gertrude drank that wine, the one time she was not openly submissive to her husband, she was killed with poison. Kind of a big symbol, not listening to your husband gets you killed. In Taming of the Shrew, Catherine's submission due to her abusive relationship hindered her power. The use of women in different classes, but similar setbacks due to submission gives us an idea of
1: what it was like to be a woman in the 16th century. Shakespeare's plays unintentionally give us a history of women inside the plays. Every female character provides us with a role that was heavily influenced by the man, by the woman around him during that time. It is because of this do we see the
0: struggles that women faced in the 16th century and how we understand how much female rights have progressed. The way we perceive women today is very different from the misogynistic, submissive way women were seen in Shakespeare's time. I sometimes wonder what he would have thought if he was here today, watching real women play Juliet on the big screen, and watching women progress and become powerful, holding government offices and such. Women have progressed so much from the submissive housewife stereotype, and it'd be interesting to see what plays he would write now. Would female characters be the same, or would they be different? I'll let you decide. And now for the best part of our podcast, because that was not fun at all, our bloopers. You're welcome. In Taming of the Shrew, Catherine, or Kate, is described in words today that we would call an independent and strong female role. At least in the beginning of this play. She is both... F- 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 what the?
1: Fiery. Fiery. Oh, no. Fertility, thy name yep. is woman. You're pregnant. Wooland, William Shakespeare. <laughs> Wait, fertility? Yeah. It's Fertility. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Women, Women are, are Totally men. Better Than Men. Yes, they are, indeed. With Prius. And Maggie Maggs. Hell yeah. Well, Priya the car, or, I mean, Priya's the car? No. That's my name. The car? That's my name. I think you're swerving (laughs) on everybody.